Okay, here's how Miro works. See, it's amazing. What's everyone doing at David's desk? Ever since marketing started using Miro's collaborative online whiteboard, he thinks all our other teams should sign up. Why? He says Miro's making his meetings disappear. And if every team gets on it, that means even less meetings. They're using Miro for brainstorms, mind maps, customer research. So could we use Miro instead of having another hundred meetings for every round of feedback? Yep. You can comment, react to ideas, even leave a recording on the board. And what about presentations? There are Miro templates for that. How do you know so much about Miro? I've actually been using it all along. I just used a Miro board to plan the best vacation. Okay, I'm on board. See how Miro users save up to 80 hours every year by meeting less and doing more. Get on board at Miro.com with three boards free forever. That's M I R O.com. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Now it's time for this. News Talk's Executive Chair. And I'm delighted to welcome to the Executive Chair this week, Mary Considine. She's the CEO of the Shannon Airport Group. Good morning to you, Mary. How are you? Good morning, Bobby. I'm great. Beautiful morning here in the west of Ireland. There we go. Good. Always good to hear that. Now, let's start with yourself. Maybe tell us a little bit about your background. Uh, you grew up, uh, you're a farmer's daughter, I believe. That's right. Yeah, I grew up in West Clare, Lisa Casey. I'm the eldest of seven children, grew up in a small family farm. Um, great place to grow up. Very yeah. fortunate to live where we live. Yeah. And um, I suppose grew up in, in a time where agriculture and tourism were obviously really important to rural Ireland and particularly in this area, Shannon Airport and all that surrounded Shannon Airport. So very conscious from an early age how important the okay. airport and the industrial base was to, to this country. Now, we'll come back to the airport in a minute because it's a long road. Um, but <laughs> you started your uh, qualification as an accountant in practice uh, before joining Arienta. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, I worked in a small practice in Ennis and then had the opportunity to... Um, to join Arienta and it was really by accident. It was a colleague of mine in the office that was uh, applying to do the aptitude test for uh, at that time they were doing a graduate program in Arienta and she asked me to go along with her and the rest is history. So I, I was called after that for interview and joined Arienta at a time that was really exciting for the company. There was great opportunities. You know, I joined initially obviously in finance got to work in really exciting roles, route development, commercial roles, marketing, came back into finance when we were building the terminal extension to the, you know, a major project in Shannon at the time to manage the financial side of that. And then it was a company at the time that gave opportunity to young people in particular to get involved in what was happening right across the Arienta family at that stage. So we had an international business, got the opportunity to travel with Arienta, take on new roles. And eventually then in 2010, I took over the airport director role for, for Shannon Airport. 
Did you work on the duty-free side of the business in in Russia or any of those uh, places? I, I was I was in Russia at two occasions. Um, it was probably more from a stock stock control perspective, Bobby. But again, got to experience that, and it was fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Um, in terms of Shannon Airport, uh, you know, you're obviously the the CEO there. T- tell us a little bit about the airport in the sense of like it's a fascinating history. Uh, the first uh, airport uh, to provide duty-free, all the connections with America. But it probably, um, I won't say it's, it's lost its way, but it, it's, 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 a lot, it's had a lot of challenges in recent years. Well, I suppose, you know, if you, if you look at the last couple of years, and particularly the pandemic, it was the most challenging period ever for global aviation. So obviously, Shannon wasn't immune to that. But prior to that, in 2013, we would have separated Shannon Airport out from the DAA at the time and set it up as an autonomous airport authority. And then in 2014, we formed the Shannon Group PLC at the time, a new commercial semi-state body. And that was a very exciting period for the airport and the group because it brought together the airport and a significant commercial property portfolio that was badly in need of investment and rejuvenation, but yet held huge potential. And I suppose the, the years leading up to the pandemic, we put a lot of work into reinvesting in the airport, addressing the historic underinvestment in capital there, rejuvenating the uh, <clears throat> property, the Shannon Free Zone, um, reversing the previous decline in passenger traffic at the airport. So very strong foundations really leading into the pandemic. Fortunately, we had the grounding in the Max Jet back in 2018, so that would have further impacted the business. But, you know, we were in a, in a good place going into the pandemic, and then obviously that turned everything on its head. But as as an entity and a group, and we have a very strong team of experienced people in Shannon, and, you know, often it goes back to people and connections and relationships. It's that passion and loyalty and pride. And we really sort of hunker down during the pandemic and use the skill set that we had to rebuild better. And there was a huge focus. Obviously, the first couple of months was very tough. It was about stabilizing the business, making the tough calls. But then it was about looking at see where the USPs are for Shannon, what were the opportunities. And we invested in technology, new screening equipment, so that when the restrictions lifted, that we would have the advantage of being able to open up and be operationally ready um, in a in a very short space of time. So I suppose we've done a lot, Bob. Yeah, I know, and I'm not. I'm yeah. certainly not here to be critical, Mary. But I just, yeah. I just feel that maybe you know, and you can't turn the clock back. Maybe breaking away from Dublin and Cork, you know, where it brought all those funding challenges uh, when you became maybe operating a property portfolio is a different business to running an airport. Now I'm not saying that they, they, but you are, you know, you take what you get in the sense of. You know that's that's what you're. They're your assets, and you have to sweat them and develop them as best you can. Um, but you know, on a I po- suppose I, I would see it. Yeah, quite, see it differently. Actually, in that 
It gives us a great opportunity. I think we have that unique proposition of being an airport with a significant property portfolio. And if you're out talking to clients or companies to get them into the country, the advantage of having that vital connectivity through the airport to the key markets, the US, Heathrow three times a day into Europe and be able to offer a unique property proposition is really attractive. And we have seen that really flourish. Like we, our occupancy rates in our property portfolio now are nearly 100%. We have only two properties that have just come to market and that's the only availability in Shannon. And we've brought really serious players into the region in the last couple of years, even through the pandemic. And what that does, it gives confidence into airlines because they know that, you know, there's a strong economic footprint in the region and that you have businesses that are there to use the services of the airport. But Mary, so it's very should, much a should, symbiotic relationship. But, yeah. should not, but should you not be bringing in five million passengers into Shannon? As in, I know, I know it's gone up from 1.7 million in 2019 to 1.9 million, but like things like the US pre-clearance, is that not a huge asset that could be maximised? Because It absolutely, it absolutely is. You know, the US is a key market for us. You mentioned there CBP. Not only have we CBP for commercial traffic, but also general aviation. And we're the only airport to offer combined security measures. So it's much easier if you're traveling to the US to use Shannon than any other airport. And you only have to go through security once. And as I mentioned already, it's that new technology. So you don't need to remove liquids, gels or technology. So again, that's the USP for us and something we're very conscious of and building on because 40% of Ireland's uh, FDI is in the catchment area of Shannon Airport. And that's no coincidence. It's there because of the connectivity traditionally provided year round to the US. Four gateways into the US this year. We hope to grow and build that back up further. And you're absolutely right. You mentioned, should we be at 5 million passengers? That's absolutely our aim to grow passengers. But today, the aviation landscape in Ireland is very imbalanced. 86% of all traffic goes into our main airport, Dublin Airport, on the East Coast. And then you have five airports on the West Coast of Ireland competing, really, with each other. So I think the landscape is imbalanced. Government have very strong ambitions under Ireland 2040 to have a balanced regional economy, 75% of population growth outside the greater Dublin region. And to deliver that, you need that vital connectivity. So Shannon has a crucial role to play. And we're extremely well positioned and very optimistic about the future, because if you look at our geographical location on the estuary, and the strategic advantage that gives us when we look at the potential of floating offshore wind, uh, the ambition under the Shannon Estuary Economic Task Force, the recommendations that were put to government from that task force, we're at the centre of that. So if you look at the estuary, Shannon Foynes Port, who have done a, a lot of work, really commissioned a really um, exciting study on the potential of the Atlantic. And we in Shannon can be at the cutting edge of okay. transforming aviation and, and leading out on the green agenda. So, you know, there are challenges. You're absolutely right. But as a, an airport group, we've invested over 160 million since the group was formed. 
in revamping the airport offering and upgrading the property portfolio. Okay. And we think we're in a very, very strong position because having both means we can drive the aviation cluster with the largest cluster of MRO hangars in the country. We believe we can be really premier uh, business park for the entire country because of that <clears throat> symbiotic All relationship right. well, between the park and the airport. Well, we'll watch this space, Mary, and we wish you well in your quest. Uh, I look forward to talking to you when you have five million passengers. Um, so so wishing you well in your endeavours and thanks for joining us. Mary Considine there, CEO of the Shannon Airport Group. Thank you. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk. Jake Knapp is the inventor of the design sprint and the New York Times bestselling author of the book Sprint. He's also the co-founder of Character, a venture fund for early stage startups. How and why did you start using Miro? I came from this position of thinking, I don't want to be doing stuff online to thinking now when I do a sprint in person with a company, it's like, we're going to use Miro, even though we're all in the same room, because that's a better way for us to get this work done. As an investor, we're basically investing in their ability to solve problems. We're saying, we think this group of people is going to be able to solve a problem in a really great way and create value by doing it. And actually, you need to give people the tools that can help them make decisions, help them collaborate, help them visualize and see things in a different way. And Miro does all those things. So to me, at least as an investor, I'm thinking, give the team the tools that are going to help them think, that are going to make the most, brighten their, their skills as smart folks. And Miro is at the top of that list for me.